0: Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Do you have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, some of it may have been a little bit different than it has been in the past. I know for us, it was a smaller gathering, and not as many stopped on the Thanksgiving train, which was good for my belt loop, like my, my belt loops. It was good that I did not go to all these different houses. It's just different, just trying to be safe, and, and I understand all of the precautions we are taking, and I, I, I'm thankful that God has kept us all safe, and I'm thankful that he is continuing to heal those who are affected, and uh. I just want to just encourage you this morning. um, I'm here and I'm going to speak a few things. I think this is something that um, is relevant to where we are. And I think that the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you more than what I can, because I I don't want this to be something that you hear that's from me. But I know that this is something that is coming from the Holy Spirit. And I pray that the Holy Spirit speaks more and the word of God speaks more than what I can and speaks to you more clearly than I can. And so... If, you, if you're down with titles, I'm titling this Unpopular Opinion. How many of you guys have ever seen a post or heard someone say unpopular opinion, and then they give you their unpopular opinion? How many of you guys have ever been that person? I, I, have, I have a few unpopular opinions of my, of my own, one being that I think the last three Star Wars movies are the best. I think they are. I think the last three Star Wars movies are the best, and we could talk about it after, if you have the different opinion. But like I said, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but that's just where I am. You know, and, and some, not all opinions are unpopular. Like, I could imagine that most of us in here enjoy pepperoni pizza. <laughs> Maybe that's not as popular as I thought. What about pizza in general? It's just not pepperoni, Just pizza in general. Okay, that, that one is, is a more popular opinion. More people can get on board with that, right? I have another unpopular opinion, at least I, for, for on Wednesday nights, it's an unpopular opinion. Because I've noticed with our students that Crocs, the shoe, the Crocs, they're coming back. And I don't like it. And and here's the thing, they're coming back in such a way that they're not just crocs that you wear and you can see, you know, your toes and your feet and it's like rubber, all that. It's not just that, but now they have charms, accessories that you can put in the holes, in the holes. And, and, and that's just like something like, no, I don't, I don't need to have more attention drawn to your toes right now, okay? So that's another unpopular opinion, at least on on Wednesday nights it is, and, and I have another unpopular opinion that is maybe not as, as comical, but I don't think just because we're an adult and you turn 17 that you have more freedom to watch things and to view things on TV than when you weren't 17. I don't think that God has an agreement like, hey, once you turn 17, it's okay for you to look at nudity on TV. I don't, I don't agree. I don't, that's my unpopular opinion. It may not be unpopular in this room, but if you look at the world we live in, they think when you get older, it's justified. It's justified. I also have a very real question about why they assume that adults don't want to have tear-free shampoo. You know, I have a son and he has all of these things that are, that are like all of the, it says, Something so-and-so free, this free, this free, tear free. I'm like, man, this is nice, and it even smells good. But then when you get an adult, they're like, no, you can have all the chemicals. Just, just deal with it. Your, your eyes can burn when you're washing your hair. Just, you just got to deal with it. But I don't understand like, why they feel like, since I'm an adult, I don't want to have clean products and clean and safe shampoo. <laughs> and I also understand this next one may sound like a catch-22 But it's an unpopular opinion, and that is stop sharing all of your opinions. Stop sharing all of your opinions. I I have had multiple times where I've been either on Facebook or in personal conversation with someone, and I find myself getting to the point where I'm like, man, I just want to tell you what I think and share my opinion. But I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit stops me. Because even though what I may say may be justified in the situation, the Holy Spirit stops and he makes me ask myself these questions. The first one is why? Why do you need to say that? Why do you need to post that? Also, what good is going to come from this? Or what bad is going to come from this? And a lot of times if you ask yourself those questions, it'll, it'll start you say, like, maybe I don't need to post that. Maybe I don't need to say that. Because you know, as Christians, there are people looking at us and we have influence over people that we may not even know. And if we are always posting our opinions, then the people who are following us or the people who are watching us or maybe even the people who God is calling us to witness to will see our opinions and they'll take it for truth. And that's the thing about opinions. Opinions lack truth for far too long We've allowed our opinions to govern our lives. And I know that it's really quiet right now, and this is what I anticipated, that this is going to be something that's really quiet. And I hope that you guys are taking it all in, because I don't expect this to be something to where, you know, people will be jumping over the pews and running all around and shouting and everything. But I do think this is something that needs to be talked about. Because we live in a world that's full of opinions, we let our, opinion, our opinions influence so many areas of our lives. Opinions about government. Opinions about success. Opinions about people. Opinions about right and wrong. Here's another unpopular opinion for you. Your opinions can put you in prison. If you don't believe me? Let me give you the definition of opinion first and then I'll try to, try to explain what I mean by that. Uh, The definition is a view or judgment formed about something not necessarily based on fact or knowledge. Here's another one. It says the beliefs or views of a large number or majority of people about a particular thing. An estimation of the quality or worth of someone or something. An opinion can leave you bound. If your opinion on success is based off of money or wealth, then you'll find yourself chasing this job, that job, whatever job is going to give you the money. You find yourself chasing promotion after promotion. And all of a sudden, what you do takes the place of God in your life. It takes the place of your family, all because you're chasing wealth, because you feel like, in your opinion, wealth means success. If your opinion on marriage is based off maybe what your favorite celebrity or, or, or the neighbors across, if your opinion on success in marriage is based off what you see from those things, instead of what the Word of God says, you can find yourself saying, I need a house and a car. Then once you get a house and a car, it's like, oh, I need a bigger house and another car. It's like, oh... I see them, they're posting on this. They're eating at all these extravagant places. They're going around the world. I need to do that in our marriage. We need to do all of these things. And if we're not doing these things in my marriage, then that means that my marriage is a failure. Because your opinion on success of what marriage is is based off other people. If your opinion of right and wrong is situational, Well, to be honest, you can find yourself in literal prison because you could break the law because you feel like it's justified. But that's a different conversation. But your moral standard can depend on who you're around. This is this is a place that I frequently found myself while I was in high school. My my right and wrong changed Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. than what it was when I got home or what it was when I was at church on Sunday. I, I remember my youth pastors would come and visit my school during lunch. And this is real, okay? This is real. I'm not lying. You can could, you could find my youth pastors and you can ask them. They would come to my school and I would avoid them. They would come bearing gifts, pepperoni pizza, right? Right? And all of my friends would be like, oh yeah, your youth pastor's so cool, they're there. And I am like hanging back, I'm going to eat lunch in in the classroom just because I don't want them to see me. That's because my opinion of right and wrong was different while I was at school. And I didn't want them to find out. I didn't want them to see how, I didn't want them to hear about all the things that was going on at school. And if your opinion on right and wrong is situational, then you can find yourself doing the same things, maybe not at school, but maybe while you're here, you're trying to hide your lives, you're living on the fringe. I don't want people to know what I've been doing, so I'm gonna leave early. I don't want people to know what I'm doing, so I don't wanna talk to anybody. If you ask me, that sounds a lot like being bound. But opinions aren't all bad, everybody take a breath. (sighs) Opinions aren't all bad. But the only thing that's wrong with opinions is they lack truth. And we know as Christians, we can read it in the Bible, with truth comes freedom. And I'm thankful that I have someone that always speaks truth, whose word became flesh. Come on, if you know what I'm talking about. And his name is Jesus. And I'm thankful that that he has, has words that are written down, black and white, sometimes red, that we can read and we can see his truth. Since the beginning, and we look and we see Jesus combating this when we see the woman at the well. This is found in John chapter 4, verse 9. It says he's sitting down at a a, a well, and this Samaritan woman is there, and he's asking her for a drink. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew. I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Then you see it says, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus wants us to break boundaries. He wants us to break down walls because he knows that equality can never be a thing if there's a wall built up there. Equality can never be achieved if we continue to build walls. We need to break down barriers. Racial barriers must fall. Gender barriers must fall. Economic boundaries, they need to fall. Political boundaries need to fall. For so long, we have these things built up and we and we don't cross these lines because it's unpopular. It's unpopular. It's different. I would encourage you, if you want to see racial boundaries fall, I would challenge you to find someone who doesn't look like you and invite them over for dinner. Invite them over for dinner. No question. No, no, no strings attached. You just want to come and you want to invite them over for the dinner because you want to break down the boundary. If you, if you struggle seeing women in leadership, I would encourage you to open up your Bible and read. Read about Ruth. Read about Esther. Read about Mary. Read about all of these people, these mighty women of God that he had used in his in his Bible to do his work and to do his plan. All of these things, all the ways that we can break down these boundaries, political, all of these things that are listed, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. If we read our Bible, we can see how Jesus and how other people in the Bible fight to break down these boundaries. But, you know. We don't have time to read our Bibles anymore. We don't have time to read our Bibles anymore, so we wait for moments like this for someone with a microphone to tell us what to think, to tell us what to do. And I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you come. I'm glad you listen. I'm glad you take notes. But If you're only waiting for someone to feed you what to do, then I would say that you're probably just forming an opinion instead of learning the truth for yourself. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I'm convicted and I am fully and fundamentally convinced that the Bible is the only way is the only way to to find the complete truth. And so yes, come here and I I pray that I I will always speak truth. I pray that Pastor Steve will always speak truth. I pray that every minister, someone that, that comes and speaks to you will always speak truth. But I wanna tell you that you just, you need to crack open the Bible on your own. When you leave this place, when you walk out of this door, Crack open the Bible on your own and go back and read the stories that we just talked about and allow God to speak to you himself. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you himself, because then you won't just walk out of here with things that you think you should do. But you will walk out of here and you will have the truth and you will be able to build the truth in your own heart. And the word will begin to speak to you and you will have your you will have a revelation that will change forever. The third one I want to talk about, and it follows along with the one we just talked about, is love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. We find this in Mark chapter 12, verse 31. This is Jesus answering the question of which is the greatest commandment. And then first he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind and all your strength. And then he goes and he says, the second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. You see, like I said, this this follows along after breaking down walls so we can become breaking down walls of inequality. Right. But I want to encourage you. A lot of times we get it in our mind to where we think, you know what, this is just for the people who who are different to me. This is challenging me to love the people who may not like me, who may not agree with me. This is challenging for challenging me to come to love those who may even hate me. Right. But I would say it goes even further. We see Jesus in the scripture. I can't remember where it is right now, but he's walking through a crowd of people. And there's a blind man named Bartimaeus and he's calling out. He was the least of these. And there are all the people around him were saying, like, Bart, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. And Jesus stops. He stops and he asks him what he wants, and then he heals him. Someone who was known as the least, and he stops and he has compassion on him. How many times have we saw found ourselves in situations when there was someone who may have been the least of these, and we saw that they were struggling, and we knew that we had the means to help them, but maybe we moved on. We went right on about our business. We saw someone struggling. We saw someone who obviously needed help, and we had the means to help them. But we move on. Maybe you get a phone call from someone like, hey, there's this this woman in the church who needs help moving some brush in her yard. Can anybody help her? Oh, man, Uh, it's Thanksgiving weekend. I don't know if I could do that, you know? But what if it was you? Put yourself in those shoes. What would you do if it was your yard? You would get out and you would probably clean it as soon as the sun came up, right? What if you were struggling? You didn't have the food to eat. You needed some food in your groceries. What would you do? I would go to a store and I'll go fill up my refrigerator. Because I love myself. And I love to be able to have a full refrigerator. What about those who may not have that opportunity? If God is calling us to love our neighbor as ourselves, then we should in turn treat our neighbors how we treat. But that's unpopular. It says in the Bible that Jesus is talking to a group of people. He said, when I was sick, you healed me. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. He's talking about the least of these. When's the last time that we were, Walking through lives, and we were aware of those around us who were hurting, and we were saying, You know what? I can do something. So I'm going to do something. Because if it were me, I would want this to change. It's hard, it's unpopular. Maybe even thinking, like, how do I know that they're actually struggling? What if it's a scam? It could be. It could be. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you in that situation. But even if it is, Jesus said, you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for him. He said, when I was hungry, you fed me. You didn't feed the person who was lying to you on the side of the street. You fed him. But that's unpopular because it's uncomfortable. And then my last one. We can't always have our way. We can't always have our way. If we look at Jesus, moments, hours, I don't know how long it actually was, how long he prayed before he was arrested And taken into custody, we find him in the garden praying. And most would say that this is where his humanity is most visible. We see the struggle with our way and God's way. In Mark chapter 14, verse 32 through 36. They went to a place called Gethsemane. And Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James and John along with him and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He said to them, stay here and keep watch. Going a little further He fell to the ground and prayed. This is Jesus, the son of God. He prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will. we have to always come back to God's will. Jesus, the son of God, he's saying, if possible, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, not what I want, but what you want. You know, when we think about opinions, we see that they're based on our way. They're based on what we want. My opinion on Crocs is because I don't like Crocs. Right? My opinion on pepperoni pizza is I like pepperoni pizza. Our opinions are based on our way. But we need to come back to God's way. That's how we need to govern our lives, not by what we think is right, not by what we, what we feel, what is most comfortable for us, but what, what God says. And I'm not saying that God wants us to be mindless drones. He gave us and he, he created us individually, and we serve a God who is the God of all, and He is the God of one. But we still should desire to do the will of God. God's way is the only way. And yes, that statement may be unpopular. It may be something that if you post that on, on, on Facebook, you may get some mixed mixed, mixed responses depending on how, what your friend group looks like. But that statement is the most true statement. God's way is the only way. So at the end of the day, there's always an opinion. There's always going to be an opinion for something. And you're always going to have someone that can follow that opinion, someone that will will back you and someone that will come against you. But I don't want opinions. The only thing that will stand above the rest. The only only thing that will stand forever for eternity. And that's the truth. The truth. The word of God. And if you don't read your Bible, if you don't read your Bible on a regular basis, if you don't seek and search for the truth in the Bible, then I would imagine that your life is probably governed by a lot of opinions and probably some strong ones. But line it up to the word and allow your opinions to become truth and allow your opinions to become beliefs. And if they don't line up with the Bible, then lay it aside. This isn't what my mom and dad thought. This isn't what my granddaddy thought. But this is what the Bible says, and so this is what I believe. This isn't what Instagram tells me. This isn't what Snapchat tells me, but it's what the Bible tells me, so I believe. There's a scripture, it's not not gonna be in the PowerPoint. I just added it this morning. John 8, verses 31 to 32. Jesus is talking, he says, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So if you're in here and you're bound by opinions, I would encourage you to get to know the truth and you'll find freedom because you don't have to fight for your opinions anymore because the truth defends itself. The truth, you can't poke holes in it. It will stand for you. It will stand with you. The truth will go before you. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for each and every person here. And God, I just pray that if there is someone in here, maybe we're holding on to what we even may think is truth, but it, Turns out to be opinions. God, I just pray that your Holy Spirit is, is discerning those things on the inside of us. And God, I just pray that right now you are revealing to us opinions that we may be holding on to and allowing us to line them up with your word and say, is this something that is just comfortable for me that I'm just telling myself to get by? Or is this the truth? And Lord, I just pray that right now that you give us a hunger for your word, a hunger to dive in and to find you through the scripture, through through the Bible, where we can learn the truth. And we can use it and it alone to form our beliefs. God, I pray for faith. I pray for conviction. that we will stand with you and stand with your truth no matter what. In Jesus' name, amen. I would encourage you. I would encourage you to begin a habit of opening up the Bible, whether it be on your phone or actual paper book, whatever, Bible. But I would encourage you to get in the habit of doing it daily, doing it daily, doing it daily. And over time, you'll see God begin to speak to you more and more. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.